Sorry about the noise. My neighbour's sanding his deck. My motto? Don't work on your deck. Play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Welcome back here to the Overnight Crowd. Jen Wallace with you across your Saturday and into your Sunday. Uh, NRL, one of the big parts of our sporting world here in Australia. And, of course, there's been quite a few games already up to the completion on Saturday night. And joined tonight by Elliot Vesely from the Edge of the Crowd. Elliot, thanks for becoming a, a member of the Overnight Crowd. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, our pleasure. Now, you are our NRL guru that we're going to, uh, to bring in and make sure we cover off some NRL here on the Overnight Crowd. And I think... The best way to start is let's just go through a review of the games that have occurred so far across multicultural round in the NRL. So it all started Thursday, Dragons versus the Sharks, and the Sharks, big winners, 36-12. to 12. Yeah, that was a, a great win from the Sharks. I think they're really starting to put their mark on the competition there. Um, I think Nico Hines is turning out to be one of the buyers of the season. Uh, that's for sure. And um, I think it was all around great from the Sharks. Uh, I really see them contending for the eight this year, and I'm really happy to see that. It's, I mean, other than, um, I think, for the Sharks, I know that one of the main things across social media that always comes across them is that, unfortunately, or fortunately for them, depending on where you sit, Scott Morrison, our <laughs> Prime Minister, <laughs> follows the Sharks. They kind of get a little bit overshadowed by a bit of ScoMo watch sometimes. I know. I'd, I'd, I don't know. Fox Sports always clicks to him because I think it's good clickbait, but yep. I don't know. I think the Sharks are so much more than ScoMo now. And what about the Dragons? Uh, this loss, is it, is it worrying signs for them or is it just part of the journey and they'll be fine? I don't necessarily think it's that worrying signs for the Dragons so much. I think they've built a good squad. I think their squad is just inexperienced in playing together. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Tauta Amon and Ben Hunt really, really well together and I think Tyrell Sloan at the back is, is quite a handy little player and um, I think they're building a good squad. They just need to play a bit more footy together. And Again, I think it's one of those teams that are going to be sitting around those, that eight mark. Yeah. Um, be interesting to see if they can make the eight. Uh, I'm not too sure just yet. Yeah, we can wait and see. Moving on to Friday, we have the double header that occurs on Fridays here in the NRL. West Tigers, 12, beaten by Warriors, 16. Yeah, I'm a diehard Tigers tragic, so unfortunately for me it was not a great night, but hasn't been for a while, unfortunately, <laughs> supporting the Tigers. Tough times. Um, yeah, for, for me, the Warriors, unfortunately, have this excuse that they haven't been home in a while, and it's while is an understatement, they haven't been home in a very, very long, long time, time, and they have a very young, yeah, very young squad, and it's... It, it's an interesting side, and they still have Sean Johnson to come back into it. So for them, I thought it was good signs. But unfortunately for the Tigers, I, I don't quite know what the problem is there. A lot of the media, you know, hassles Luke Brooks about he's the problem. Yeah. Maguire's the problem. But they've had five coaches in the last numerous amounts of years. I, I just can't see it being the coach's problem anymore. I think it's the club's in turmoil, unfortunately, and it's so sad to see, but something really needs to happen there and the attitude needs to change around the club. It's almost from that, like there's that instability of the fact there's been those coaching changeovers and the player roster changing over and constant questions that you sort of go, I think this is a complete and utter review required. It's not just the players. It's not just the coaching staff. It must be across the board. Something has to be looked at. 
Exactly. And the question has to be asked, where did the buck stop? And yes, it does stop with Michael Maguire, but unfortunately it needs to go higher than that. It needs to go to Pascal. It needs to go to the guys in charge. It, it needs to review a full systems of recruitment and and the whole the rest of it. It needs to there, there has to be something happening to the Tigers there or they're in deep, deep trouble of coming last this year and potentially just being a team that's, you know, wildly falling out of favour with everyone. Yeah, not good signs for Tigers and a long season ahead, I think. Unfortunately for yourself, Elliot, as well, tough to be oh, a Tigers no. supporter. The second game on Friday was across, uh, you know, suburb- suburban rivals, really, the Rabbitohs and the Roosters. Five tries to three, win for the Rabbitohs. Yeah, for me, this is this is always a good game. It, it, it never disappoints, really. There's always such rivalry in it. It's always a great game to watch. And... Um, I think that the Rabbitohs getting it done shows that they, they can bounce back and they are that type of team. They can bounce back. There are question marks about you know, the Adam Reynolds slash Wayne Bennett hangover, um, I guess, a little bit. But um, uh, Latrell came out and he stamped his mark on that game, which we all expected Latrell to do. Yeah. Um, and Cameron and Murray starting to take charge there. It's For the Rabbitohs, I... I, I thought it was just a really, really good win for them. And for the Roosters, I don't think it's all doom and gloom for them. I just, uh, they, there's there's something missing there. And maybe it's because, you know, this is kind of the third game Sam Walker and Luke Keery have played together. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's bigger issues there, but um, they do have the strength and they do have the squad to win many more games and put on a much better performance than they did. Yeah, it's surprising to see them at 13th on the ladder. It's not an area in recent history we're used to seeing uh, the Roosters by any means. Not at, not at all, but um, I think they can bounce back. And given that it's only round three, you kind of need about six, seven weeks into the comp before you can start seeing that table fully, maybe make some shape, make some form into what you can really see towards the end of the season. And then on Saturday, we started with the Penny Panthers, a 38-point to 20 win over the Newcastle Knights. They ran in seven tries to four. Yeah, this was impressive from Penrith. And I, and I think everybody before the season, you know, were commenting, are Penrith the real deal? Are they really, you know, going to go for it? And they've just proven every to everybody that they are the team to beat. They, they are well and truly contenders this year. And, I mean, their team's impressive and, and they're still missing their biggest gun. You, know, you can't underestimate what Nathan Cleary brings to that squad. And Sean O'Sullivan is doing a great job. And for me, honestly, Sean O'Sullivan, when Cleary's out, is a great replacement. But there are a lot of other clubs that need a halfback pretty badly. And he seems to be a pretty handy halfback to have. Doesn't he what? The fact that they're sitting uh, with the best player considered in the competition not playing and they're sitting in first position uh, without him, uh, I think there's going to be some contracts coming his way. Correct. And then that game, they were not only missing Nathan Cleary, Cleary they were missing Brian Toto. So mm. to win without two of their superstars is just, it's just impressive. And I think it shows that Penrith can and most likely will go all the way this year, in my opinion. Oh, it, it's the team to stop, I think that's the question mark, is how how do the rest of us stop the Penny Panthers? Now, my team, Parramatta Eels, there was some joy in the Wallace household today as we uh, beat the Melbourne Storm. Not an easy thing to do. Happened in Golden Point, 28 to 24. 
uh, t- to win in Melbourne against Melbourne is always a great thing, but to do it in the fashion that they did was, it, it was a grindy win. It was, they, they just showed that they can grind out a win. And I think that for the Eels fans, it's, it's been long between drinks for premierships, but you know, uh, it's looking, it's looking up to them and the most likely, unlikely, excuse me, hero of them all, Ray Stone, yeah. kind of popped out at the end of the game there. And, I think that everybody in rugby league loved that moment just to see, uh, well, we can call him a random front rower, just pop out and, and win the game for them. Just putting himself, doing the one percenters, he made sure he was onside, put himself in a good position to either make the tackle, the rebound off the off the goalpost goes his way and hero, hero territory for Ray Stone. Oh, 100%. Um, Ryan Pappenhausen for Melbourne, though, if we flick across to them, how quick is he? That um, try that... Um, leveled it up. Um, I know he was on the back of the chain of um, Brandon Smith getting through and then a, a pass inside and then a further pass inside to him, but he is lightning quick. He, he is freaky how, how good he is. And, and, and many people will say this is only the tip of the iceberg with Ryan Pappenhausen. We really haven't seen him play that much football and he's still got a huge career ahead of him and everybody's excited about him, but, you know, Brandon Smith, you touched on there for a second. Mm. Uh, I, I I don't know what it is with modern medicine, but that guy broke his hand yeah, two true. weeks ago, and he's back in, playing perfectly. And I didn't. I don't know if I even saw any strapping on the hand. I was. I, I can't. Be, I can't believe it. I don't understand how that happened. But he must have superhuman healing powers. But it was good to see him back. Yeah, totally agree. And actually, he did offend to get through to break the line in that try. So you're right. He's remarkable healing powers of um, Smith, without a doubt. Uh, the next game that occurred was another thriller here on Saturday night to finish off Super Saturday. Raiders, Canberra Raiders, 24 over the Titans, 22. How is Ricky Stewart? He's always uh, animated, if that's a good way to put it. Oh, <laughs> uh, look, he's one of the few coaches I wouldn't want to be in a box with if I had my kid with me because... There, there is a lot of animation in that box. There, you could just, you could tell it was X-rated. Um, what was going on there? But you know, he, he kind of coaches that Canberra squad exactly how he played and and, and how he lives his life, which is just to play with a hundred percent intensity. And that's what Canberra did that this game. I don't know if they were the better team. Yeah. Um, just looking at the at the playing team, but they. They just nailed their, their their formations, and they weren't winning at any point in the game until you know late in the late in the very dying stages of the game, and they came away with a victory. And you know, I think that um, to have Brad Schneider there, people would have thought maybe he's just a fill-in halfback, but I, I think he's kind of cementing his place in that squad. I, I thought he was really impressive. The other thing, I guess, if you flip the coin, is just how are Gold Coast Titans reviewing that game? They're up twenty-two to four at halftime. Yeah, it, it, it's weird from the Titans. I they don't have they don't seem to have the most you know a bad roster on paper, but there, there, there's something missing there. I don't know what it is yet. Maybe it's because Jaden Campbell's like 19 years old. He's literally a kid running around there, and they're looking to him as the leader. But I, I still think that we're yet to see the best from David Fafita and Tino, and 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 they're real big guns. So. I, I see the Titans as a team that that has a lot of improving to do, and they will do so. Um, 
but they need to work out how they let that game slip from them. That was real, a big red flag for them. Yeah, it was a big slip. The other game, of course, that occurred is NRLW. Uh, the Dragons, they were 16-10 to 10 winners over the Roosters. Yeah, the, this game was very interesting. I mean, they had a lot on the line for both teams. One team for the, for the Dragons, they can wrap up the minor premiership then and there. And for the Roosters, it, it was it was a finals game for them because they, if they win, they can make the finals. If they don't, I mean, they wait on maybe an absolutely crazy result tomorrow, but they're most likely out. Mm-hmm. For me, the the, the woman of the match was one hundred percent Emma Tomangata. She was amazing at the back there. And that try saving tackle, she was just unbelievable. And I think Tali Fumiono. Um, leading leading those girls around was was great to see, and I think the dragons, you know, I think the Broncos would be even watching that game and thinking, "Wow, these dragons are the real deal." Absolutely. So there's two games in the NRL on Sunday. You've got Titans, Knights, Broncos, Eels. What do those two What do those two games mean in the context of where this season's at? Well, the Broncos, Cowboys. Sorry, in NRLW. Sorry, yeah, NRLW, Broncos, Eels. Broncos-Eels is an interesting game because the Broncos really haven't been in this position ever before. I mean, they they just have it. There's many girls that are playing in that squad that have never lost a game in their career. And that's a simple <laughs> fact. It's, it's, it's unbelievable to think, but that, that's, that's the truth. And now they're, they're sitting in second, but they're, they're a team that got beat last week, and I think that they need to bounce back and show them show the league that they are genuine contenders, and I think that they will do so. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're going to need to put on 36-plus points, I believe, to take the minor premiership, which I just don't see happening. Yeah, right. Well, they might as well go after it, I suppose. Um, a quick tip in the other game, yeah. Titans-Knights for NRLW. Who's going to win that quickly, Titans-Knights? Yeah, uh, I see the Titans getting this one done. They've been very impressive in their in their first, season in the NRLW, they've been very, very impressive, and uh, I think that the, that the Titans are going to get this one done. I really like them, and um, I think having Grace Griffin back in the squad will really give them a boost, and they'll get that W. We're speaking with Elliot, Elliot Vesely here of the Edge of the Crowd on Overnight Crowd. Lots of crowds happening in that sentence. Uh, NRL men's tips for Sunday, Broncos-Cowboys, who gets up? Yeah, the Broncos-Cowboys is obviously the Battle of the North. It's, it's a historic rivalry. Going back a few grand finals ago, it was it was one of the, the best. And um, I think these teams, although maybe evenly matched up a little bit this season, um, if you look at the if you look at the ladder, really the Broncos should come away with this victory pretty easily. The Cows, unfortunately, I just don't think they have the squad to take on um, this. Big Broncos forward pack, and I think Payne Haas is going to be the difference for the Broncos, so I'm going to go with them. Okay, and the last game of the round for Sunday, Sea Eagles versus Canterbury Bulldogs. Well, this game should be an easy tip going with Manly, but I think the Dogs have been pretty impressive. Um, But I think Manly have everything to play for. Last year, we can say that, yes, they, they lost the first four rounds and went on to do what they did, but... You know, in my opinion, Lightning doesn't strike the same place twice, and they they have to win. They just it's a must win for them, and I think that they're going to go out there and do that because I think that's exactly what Desi has nailed into them this week of training. 
Elliot, thank you so much for joining us on the Overnight Crowd. It's been great to chat all things NRL with you. No problem. Thank you for having me. That's Elliot Vesely of the Edge of the Crowd joining us here. It's been great to speak some NRL. Time for your calls and your texts, one 736 736 and 0433 Stay in touch. We're back soon on the Overnight Crowd. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.